Finally, your time to shine is finally here. After years of auditioning, sending in tape after tape, and sitting through hours of interviews, not to mention all the psych evaluations, those sucked, but hey, it's all worth it. Because now it's time for lights, camera, and so much action. <clears throat> You'll be fine. You'll stick around and who knows, you could even win this whole thing. You've been watching this show for years. You know what to do. Honestly, reality TV is so easy. Welcome back to Cursed Knowledge. I'm Harper Hunt. And I'm Ben Hunt. And it looks like we're finally at the end of the writer's strike. It looks like the Writers Guild has finally reached a compromise with the Producers Guild. Not your guild, though. Not your Screen Guild is still... Screen Actors Guild is still out there fighting the good fight. <laughs> but of course, this got me thinking about the previous writer's strike. Of course it did, Harper. From 2007 to 2008. It is one of my favorite bits of trivia how much that strike impacted the landscape of film and especially television. Hmm. You know, it's responsible for the ruining and cancellation of many of your favorite shows from around that time. But it's also responsible for the massive boom in reality TV. Gotcha. Now, that's not to say it created reality TV. That existed for several years before. It was a known, a known thing. When did Survivor start? Survivor started in the year 2000. Good Lord. So big franchises like Survivor, American Idol, Sur Bachelor, Big Brother, they all started before the writer's strike. Mm -hmm. But reality TV wasn't everywhere the way it is today. What happened during the writer's strike was that studios realized reality TV was some content that they could continue to produce even during a writer's strike. Sure. You know, it's famously unscripted. Yep. So you don't need writers on set. You don't need to pay anyone. So cheaper. Cheaper. And you don't need writers. Cheaper, you're able to produce it. And what then happened is we, as the consumer mm -hmm. of television, started being bombarded with more and more reality TV offerings. We weren't getting our scripted content. Instead, we were getting our reality content. Got it. And so it kind of just became I kind of everywhere. You know, every studio now needed to have multiple reality shows. Now, so we started getting shows like The Kardashians that would just kind of follow these groups of people around. When did the cooking shows start? I'm fascinated by the cooking shows. The cooking shows, uh, they would have kind of kicked off around this time as well because you don't need writers. All you need is at least one guy that can somewhat cook mm -hmm. and you're all set. Well, so what are the, we've got different types of reality shows. I oh, know yeah. you wanted to kind of separate out and talk about kind of the, the, the big guys, right? But but so how do you characterize reality TV shows? Yeah, it's interesting that the genre of reality TV has so many different subgenres within it. Mm -hmm. I would say that the big genres are, first and foremost, you have your personality TV. These are your Kardashians, your Selling Sunset, your Real mm -hmm. Housewives, where you follow a group of people for multiple seasons, and it's all about the personalities. I, I will admit, I've 
I'm kind of a Vanderpump Rules kind of guy. That's a personality <laughs> show. Listen, Scandal changed the world, man. Yes, sir. It's true. It's true. So you've got your personality shows. Then you have your competition shows, which I would say can be divided into two more categories. Okay. You have your social competition shows. Mm-hmm. This That's is, like Survivor. This is your Survivor, your Big Brother, the new show Traitors. Like, these are your shows where it's all about interpersonal dynamics. Yep relationships, lies, but the cast changes each season. Got it. So you're not following the same group of people. And you know there's prize money at the end. Mm-hmm. Then you also have your skill-based competition shows. These are the ones where it doesn't matter how manipulative or sweet you are, it matters at your skill level. These are your singing shows, yeah. your voice, your American Idol, your baking, your Great British Bake Off, your what is it blow it don't blow it the glass blowing one from netflix oh yeah no way enjoy that but but let me ask you about the competition because this gets and i know we've mm-hmm. got a bigger points to cover but this is what really surprise or continually kind of amazes me about the popularity of the cooking mm-hmm. genre which i understand is skills based skills based but it's not like the singing shows where the viewer, the audience, can actually appreciate the skill. I mean, we can see that food has been cooked, right. but then we are reliant on someone else telling us, ooh, that tastes great, or, oh, not enough salt. I mean, it's it's it just, and I watch them all the time, but it just amazes me, and I wonder if I'm watching for something else other than the skill of making good food that I can't taste. Yeah, so... I mean, there's definitely something different between being able to judge the looks on Project Runway or being able to hear, yeah, Kelly Clarkson can sing. Yeah. I think the interesting point is that, so you and I watch a lot of reality TV, in case you couldn't tell. (laughs) We do. And you'll notice, I don't even notice it, but whenever we say there's a new cooking show on, we never say cooking show. We never call it by its name. There's a new Gordon Ramsay show. That's true. I think it all comes down to the celebrity chef. Mm-hmm. that the show is built around. It's Guy Fieri. It's Beat Bobby Flay. Well, it, even on the, the, I'll say, the the top-end cooking shows like, you know, Top Chef, mm-hmm. I mean, I watch for Tom and Padma and the, the characters mm-hmm. that the chefs become, right? So it, it, and, you know, Hell's Kitchen, it's, like you say, it's Gordon Ramsay yelling at people. It's not, if he's it's not, not calling about judging so, the food. Yeah, if he's not calling someone an idiot sandwich, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess maybe I like the cooking shows because they are this intersection, maybe, of mm-hmm. skills. I mean, there's a skills wrapper around it. But it goes to these social-based competition mm-hmm. shows that you're describing. And I, I think, as you were saying earlier... Those are the mainstays, right, of, yes. the, of the whole genre yes, in general. Yes, the big shows that have stuck around have been shows that have become franchises, mm-hmm. larger than life. That's your Survivor, your Amazing Race, your Bachelor, your Big Brother. Mm-hmm. These are shows that have been taken to other countries that have, you know, spinoffs. The Bachelor yeah, franchise has, like, it's The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. They can get three shows out every year. And on Big Brother, which is one that I haven't really watched mm-hmm. a lot before, whenever I travel internationally, there's always a Big Brother in that country that I'm so visiting. Big Brother, 
there is some version of or has been in 63 different countries and regions. 63. <laughs> if you okay. count, so there have been about 25 seasons of the U.S. version of mm -hmm. Big Brother. When you factor in seasons of in every country, yep. in total, there have been 508 seasons of Big Brother <laughs> produced around the world. Okay, that's crazy. That's a lot of content. And I know you said that this was good for the studios mm -hmm. because it is cheaper for them to produce. Oh, absolutely. But I, so I'm guessing that they're making a lot of money of these. Yes. So actually in, for The Bachelor, mm -hmm. in 2017, they made $86 million in ad revenue. That's a pretty penny. Absolutely. Survivor is estimated to have made overall billions of dollars. Yeah, I can they, see that. It's a million dollar prizes. Which each, is nothing. Which is nothing to these studios. Especially, you know, taxes. Doesn't get much to the contestants either. <laughs> each episode costs about $2 million to produce for okay. Modern Survivor. Mm -hmm. That's still a million dollars cheaper than scripted television. Oh, I would think easily. Not what to you mention... Factor in the, which right. you have to pay the actors, right? Because you're not paying these You're actors. not paying the contestants. Big yeah. Brother is actually the anomaly. They pay the contestants $1,000 for every week that they're in the house. Oh, okay. Or for but every I, day they're in again, the house. But again, that's nothing. No, it's nothing. But when you consider Survivor, no one gets paid. In fact, a lot of people talk about how they quit their jobs to be on the show. Mm -hmm. For The Bachelor and Bachelorette, same thing. No one gets paid. In fact, often you have to pay a lot of money to be on The Bachelor yeah. because you have to provide your own hair, makeup, all those pretty cocktail dresses. No way. They don't provide those? They don't provide that. Oh, They'll provide wild. it if you are The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Right, right, right. But the contestants don't. The contestants have to come with a whole suitcase packed full of oh, that's crazy. ball I was, gowns. I just figured that that was all part of the production. No. No. no there's actually been a lot of stories about women who go on the show struggling to get the wardrobe they mm -hmm. need or sharing clothes between themselves to to kind of keep keep it fresh amazing so this makes sense to me right so mm -hmm. last writer strike this really exploded these have become as you said enormous money making franchises but i think that's the point you wanted to get at right which is how these have because you know like you were saying earlier, you and I watch a lot of these shows. So many shows. <laughs> and, and what is amazing to me is that there may be a little bitty, you know, just a very surface twist on like Survivor. Like, oh, we'll have three starting teams instead of two. Or, right. you know, there'll be the, we'll have some all-stars coming back this, you know. And, and like, But these are such minor tweaks. And but the, the core... The format doesn't change. It doesn't change, which no. is amazing to me. No, it's incredible how these shows are constantly trying to find new ways to reinvent themselves without reinventing the wheel. Right. Because or re without reinventing themselves at all. No, it's, I believe, one of the more recent seasons of Hell's Kitchen, they tried to do an old versus young. Oh, it was a disaster. They, they had to abandon the concept three episodes <laughs> right. in because... <laughs> right. Because the older team the old was just... were doing so terribly, yeah. They were losing so badly, it just right. it wasn't even interesting. So you see that there are a lot of... They, they, they do gimmicks. Yeah. They don't change the concept, but they'll have a new gimmick. Yeah. And part of the reason why they don't have to change the formula as much anymore is because they've been around so long and they've entered pop culture so thoroughly. Everybody knows how this show works. Everybody knows what they have to do to be successful on this show. Well, let's get into that, what they have to do to be, because it's not just 
what they have to do to win the show is what they have to do to get on the show, right? Yes. So, well, a bit of both. Okay. Everybody knows the kind of person these shows are looking for. If you want to go on The Bachelor, you need to tell casting how you believe in love and how you totally think <laughs> you can fall for a guy who's dating 20 other women, falls in love with three of you at the end, and you know, you've spent maybe 30 minutes total time alone with him. It's your journey, Harper. It's, it's your my journey. journey. They want you need to be able to convince them that you believe in the process. Mm -hmm. They all do have their language, right? Yes. Every yeah. show kind of creates their own language. You know, Love is Blind talks about the experiment. The experiment, yeah. On Bachelor, you're never allowed to say the show. You can only ever say the journey. Mm -hmm. This is my journey. This is his journey. If you actually drank alcohol, Harper, we would have a drinking game. I, I mean... We wouldn't make but, it through an episode, well, Ben. Well, I mean, it would just you know, be me drinking alone because you don't drink. But yes, I would be I would be pretty hammered. Ben, but. you drinking alone to the Bachelor finale is something <laughs> I need to see now. That's that's something we're gonna we're no, gonna no, share no, with no, everybody. No, no. Not that bad yet. No, absolutely. You get your own language. You get your own cast built up over time. Mm -hmm. You'll notice that shows like Survivor and Bachelor, they can't stop bringing people back. Feels like every time you watch an episode of The Bachelor Suddenly, you know, they're bringing back a former Bachelor Bachelorette from oh, 10 right. seasons ago. Advice. Someone's <laughs> coming in. They cast their next By the lead. Way, does anybody ever actually end up getting married? I think on there the is Bachelor one person. Love is Blind has the same success rate after five seasons that The Bachelor has after 28. Well, so, so 28 seasons, so 28 mm -hmm. Bachelors, and then we've got more Bachelorettes, right? And The Bachelorettes. It doesn't last long. You're trying to sell the fantasy for whoa, long whoa, enough for whoa, a new so, season to so come over around. Like, let's call it 50 proposals. There's one marriage that's 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 remained. That's lasted. That? Yes. And oh my I, God. It it is it is ridiculous. It's all about buying into the fairy tale, into the story oh, of yeah. it. No, I it's not it. about it's actually making it. It's the story. Right. But they've got a huge cast of characters on The Bachelor. The whole show Bachelor in Paradise is just an excuse for them to bring back, you know, fan favorites mm -hmm. from previous seasons. Casting of the next Bachelor or Bachelorette is always a contestant from a previous season. So these are basically popular, I'll call it actors, but they're not mm -hmm. paying them as actors. No, I believe if you are the Bachelor or the Bachelorette, you get about $100,000 for the season, which is good money. I guess. But, you know, it's not... Jennifer Aniston on season eight of Friends money. Exactly. The, you're, you you become part of that bachelor, bachelorette Bachelor community. nation. Bachelor nation, yeah. Absolutely. And it is a huge community. You know, you, people have watch parties. People have podcasts. People are really invested in the journey. What the journey is, and as you were saying this, it's the story. Mm -hmm. it, that's what they are depicting and that's what they're getting free actors mm -hmm. and no writers to generate for them yeah it's incredible because if you look at so i to switch topics a little bit here i did a whole rewatch of survivor recently of course when i say rewatch <laughs> i mean i'm starting at season one and we're now up to season 45 that's airing now did you really I did. I did fairly recently. It's um. It's not something I'm proud of, but it's something I did. Oh, I think you're a little proud of it. But okay. I'm a little proud of it. And 
something you start to notice is that at the beginning of these series, you have more, I would say, authentic people, or people mm -hmm. are surprised at the twist. I remember in the early seasons, it was like, someone betrayed me? Yeah. Someone backstabbed me? They lied to me? Uh, season one, you know, the idea of forming an alliance was revolutionary. Was revolutionary. Everybody thought Richard Hatch was a genius. And some people thought he was evil for, for yep. gaming the game. But now it's it's, it is it's constantly game. evolved. You know, if you're not making an alliance before you get there, mm -hmm. what are you doing? If you don't know how to make fire before you get on the beach at this point in Survivor, like if you've been cast and you don't practice how to make fire... What are right. you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. It's like going on Amazing Race and being like, I can't read a map. Or I can't drive a stick shift. Honestly, <laughs> these people. And so people, they know the game. Mm -hmm. One guy recently, he noticed that Survivor reuses a bunch of puzzles. He 3D printed out the puzzles and practiced them. You know, I noticed in this episode or this season of Survivor, Jeff Probst made a thing out of it. Oh, this is a new puzzle that we're asking you to build. Right. For that very reason. Because people will look at old challenges and old puzzles in case they recycle them and try to figure out the best the strategy before they even get there. People are also figuring out who they need to be to win. This is the part that I think we should really focus this on. This is the biggest part, is that people have figured out that it's a very particular type of person who does well on Survivor. And so they change themselves. A character. Absolutely. You become an archetype. Yep. Do you want to be the the devious black widow type who flirts with all of the men to get them to protect her do you want to be the parthy what was her name with parvati 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 the black widow brigade yes, of micronesia yeah yeah yes again so successful this is really kind of sad back, that you and i can remember these back things. from micronesia it's like season 13 14 now anytime there's a hint of a all-girls alliance yep. everyone freaks out because of that one time yep. that happened yep. 20 yep. years ago but there's also you know are you the friendly lovable goofball who everyone mm -hmm. wants who's everybody's friend are you pretending to be dumber than you are? Or Bachelor and Bachelorette, right? Are you, do you come on to the show to be the... The villain. The villain. Absolutely. If you look at the recent, you know, villains yeah. of this series, I mean, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon out here. They're, they're fake crying they're and so bragging the to the camera about how they're manipulating him and are going to get another girl out. They're not here for the right reasons. For the right reasons, yeah. They're not I love here that for phrase. the journey. <laughs> They're here to be the bachelor villain. They're but here to get people way, talking. The producers, I'm sure, love that, right? Because that's oh, yeah. what, if you had writers, you would write that character. Well, it used to be more work for the producers. You know, you had to edit someone to look yeah. bad. And that was the famous thing of, oh, am I going to get a bad edit? Mm -hmm. Am I going to look bad on camera? Now you have people who are coming in with the express goal of being the reality TV villain. They want that attention and that infamy. Well, I think that brings us full circle to what you were you started to hear about how the blossoming was in that mm -hmm. 07, 08, right? 07, 08. Because what we've evolved into is that the contestants, and I'm using that term loosely, mm-hmm. They're doing the writing for the studios. They're doing the writing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, fourth wall breaks and all. 
everybody is so self-aware now. You always have people saying, oh, I'm going to be great at this challenge. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Now you're going to cut to me being bad at it. Cut to them being bad at it. (laughs) Or there's no way I'm going home. Well, I'm definitely going home now, aren't I? Like people know the gimmicks. People know the the lines, the archetypes, the tropes of these shows. Well, it's amazing, right? Because I I think that brings us to this writer strike where Mm -hmm. one of the big issues was do you need writers? Or can you use, you know, generative AI to write Mm -hmm. the scripts for you? And I and I think what you're showing is that you don't even need generative AI for scripts to develop because these archetypes are so powerful oh, yeah. in what you and I and everyone else wants to watch. Absolutely. People know the story. People know the story that's going to be told. So as soon as you tell them, and this is your role, they know exactly what to do. Harper, this has been the most Epsilon Theory curse knowledge episode yet. Thank you for this. Absolutely. I will Any chance to talk about reality television, you know I'll take it. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new, and remember, the real curse is sharing this information with your friends, family, and unsuspecting co-workers. If you enjoyed this production, like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, tell us your most cursed knowledge by joining us on the forums at EpsilonTheory.com.